X-Ray. Welcome to Oh My Dollar, a personal finance show with a dash of glitter. Dealing with money can be scary and stressful. Here we give practical, friendly advice about money that helps you tackle the financial overwhelm. I'm your host, Lillian Kerbake. And I'm Will, your other host. Let's talk about money. So this week, I want to talk about what you can do when a windfall comes your way. So windfall can mean anything bigger than an average unexpected sum of money. An insurance payout, a tax refund, a bonus at work. Someone's lost wallet. <laughs> a lost wallet. Hopefully you've returned it. Oh, a reward for a lost wallet, let's say. <laughs> uh, a corporate acquisition um, or an inheritance. Uh, maybe you even won the Mega Millions. Um, and I want to set this up by saying that windfalls can come in any size. And I know a lot of people who kind of view windfalls as something that happens to someone other than them. But in reality, a lot of us deal with unexpected money on a somewhat regular basis. And if I get an un- unexpected $400 contract, that pays for two months of health insurance. That you know that can end up being a windfall in its own way. If you hear stories of large inheritances and people winning the lottery, it's really easy to think it doesn't apply to you. That being said, I know a lot of folks who think that regular personal finance doesn't apply to them because they did get a big windfall. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and you know the same logic applies regardless of how much money it is. Um, you just have to be more careful the larger the money is. <laughs> and if you're a freelancer with highly variable income, so say you're an author and you get royalty checks as sort of your regular income, which comes usually every quarter, but you get advances on books, it's easy to treat that as a windfall if you don't realize that that actually needs to pay your expenses for a year, maybe two years. And so if you're a freelancer with highly variable income, if you work in show business, for example, or if you're an author where there aren't as many steady gigs, but you get really large sums of money occasionally, um, I think it's important to realize that windfall theory doesn't work quite as well for that because what you need to be able to do is invest in cash management for yourself. Mm -hmm. So if you are getting paid 20K once a year, you actually, it might seem like a giant check, but you've got to make that last all year. So you need to know exactly how much you can spend month to month. So here we're defining a windfall more as unexpected income rather than as irregular income. You know, unexpected and large, like larger than you are used to. Um, right, okay, so not a 20 I found on the max. Yeah, and you know, if if a 20 is a windfall for you, it's all relative, right? Um, but let's, let's talk about those really big sums of money. Um, so, you know, my first advice with windfalls is don't count your chickens before the eggs hatch. Um, I know a lot of folks who kind of believe that a windfall is coming up in their future and make decisions with their money based on that. Um, a lot of things can go wrong if you're betting on an inheritance, if you're betting on, you know, that payday that you don't even know where it's going to come from, but someday you're going to get discovered and be famous. Just don't bet on a windfall to save your butt. Um, only start planning for a windfall once it's actually in your hands. I'm not necessarily saying like if you know that an inheritance is in motion because someone passed and you've been named in the will, that's very different than my grandmother is alive and well, but she's going to be dying in 10 years and I've started planning for the inheritance I'm going to get. A lot of things can change between then and now. Right. And with that attitude, maybe you shouldn't be getting a ton. (laughs) (laughs) And then the next piece of advice is not to spread the word around everyone. Um, If you have a windfall, suddenly everyone is 
is either going to want a piece of your money or is going to want to give you advice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, a lot of, you know, a lot of people's side businesses start popping up that need investors if they yeah. find out that you've got an inheritance coming your way. Unsolicited stock tips. Unsolicited stock tips. XYZ person is having a problem. And that doesn't mean that you can't, you don't need to be greedy with your money. You can share your money, but spreading it around is going to create a lot of competition for what is seen as a finite resource of your money. And it's up to you to be cool and calm and collected and make those decisions about how you're going to share your money with other folks afterwards, not based on them driving the conversation. Mm -hmm. This is kind of the next one, which is take your time making a plan. You can spend even years plotting to how to uh, spend a windfall. So it's okay if you don't rush into things. Usually when you receive a windfall, emotions are running high because quite often windfalls are either linked to um, a large professional success like a book or injury or a death in the family or of a loved one or even just something like a company that you've worked to build getting bought. Like emotions run high in those circumstances. Right. Um, And we've talked about this before, but usually the best decisions around money are not made when emotions are running high. And it is okay to sit on that money for a little while and don't feel pressured to immediately make plans on it. Sometimes you may need to make some decisions within a certain timeline, like before the end of the tax year for retirement contributions. Or if you got a windfall because you sold a property and you're not planning on buying another one. Um, There's some things you may need to do for tax reasons within 90 to 120 days, but that still isn't tomorrow, right? Almost nothing in the tax world has to happen by tomorrow. So take your time. Take your time. Take your time. Think about it. Get your head right before you start. Don't, um, you know, don't make make decisions when you're under duress um, around this. And that leads to the next one, which is don't burn the money. (laughs) Uh, Buying fancy cars, living expensive lifestyles, um, buying a house that you really can't afford long term, um, risky investments, just giving it all away in gifts. Fund those things as part of your regular income and budget, not from the windfall. Um, And just be aware that you don't want to permanently shift your lifestyle before you've actually figured out if you can afford to do that. (laughs) Right, right. Well, and the housing is an interesting point. I was having a conversation with a friend yesterday about him wanting to immediately put his recent windfall into property without really thinking through that all that was going to do in the short term was raise his tax burden. Yeah. I mean, the thing to understand about... um, about investing in real estate is it, it it works out very well for a lot of people but it is it is a different business it is an industry don't get fooled into this belief that it is just something that anyone can do with no research mm-hmm. right um and and so you need to do your research if you are going to try to invest in real estate and that just includes like be aware that if you are using a windfall just to buy a house for yourself which is a totally valid way to spend a windfall but if you're using that only for a down payment be aware that then you are going to have to pay the monthly mortgage on it. You just got to keep on getting windfalls. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> and that if you do buy a house, even if you manage to buy it in cash, um, so if you got a good windfall and you decide to buy a house in cash, be aware that there is a property tax bill attached to that and maintenance expenses. So if you go buy a mansion and you spend every last dime and dollar on buying that mansion, you still got recurring expenses. So you need to make sure that you can afford them if you're going to do that, which is why it does not everybody wants a piece of your money, right? Real estate agents want a piece of your money. Right. <laughs> um, everybody is happy to give you advice about how to spend this money coming in, which is why it makes sense to not shout it around and take some time to make a plan. So don't burn through your money. What's the last step? 
And then the last one is do get a small treat for yourself. <laughs> um, I I think people overlook this. They become really, really, some people become really, really obsessed with making sure that they use windfalls in the best possible way. It doesn't have to be big, but if you've got a chunk of change coming your way, if you've got something in the, in the five figures or larger coming your way, make sure that you get something that is a little bit redeeming for yourself. And it doesn't necessarily need to be a consumer good. Like, you know, you you could just buy a spa day for yourself or um, a nice you know, dinner. Upgrade that burrito to have avocado on the top. Uh, <laughs> but do something do something that that feels really good for yourself. And don't you know, don't just spend it all on other people um, without taking a little bit of you need that little mental boost. Yeah. <laughs> um, and for some people, paying down debt is going to feel like a really awesome treat. And that that is okay because there is a lot of adrenaline that comes from paying off debt especially if you've been working on it for a long time still do something fun do something fun so when you do get a windfall what do you actually do with it so i talked about these kind of broad things but so what are some real actual things that you can do with these um first one is paying off debt is always a guarantee it's a guaranteed return on investment right whatever the interest rate on your debt is that is your guaranteed return if you pay off debt and the great thing about paying off debt is it frees you up for future choices in life. So without those payments hanging over the head, your head, you know, you have a lot more freedom and choice. Maybe you could leave your job or you can go travel or if you've been waiting to buy a house, even if you, you know, are going to be paying for it out of your regular expenses, but you have student loans hanging off your head, paying off that debt means that you're going to be able to qualify for a house. Right. And what you said is really interesting that debt is worth less than even that dollar value attached to it. It's worth I, more. It's worth more. Right, yeah. right. Pay, so, paying, paying off debt is worth more than the dollar value it's costing you. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, it's a guaranteed return. So if you're running at an 8% interest rate on your debt, not only are you whatever you pay off on that debt, you're also getting that what you would be charged in interest each month um, as a payback because you, that's an expense that's not going out so the door So paying now. off your debt will make more money than putting it in a high-yield money market in a lot of cases. Um, if Yes, if you've got high-interest debt. Um, and so if your debt is greater than, you know, a high-yield money market right now, they're at like around 2%, right? They're yeah. pretty low. Um, most debt is higher than 2%. Right. Um, so if you've got a credit card, for example, which are often at 15 or 20%, You've got a guaranteed return on your investment, even above investing in the stock market. So paying off debt is um, a really phenomenal way to use windfalls. That's a bit of a digression, but I just never thought about it uh, from that perspective. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a guaranteed return. It's really great. Another thing to note is that um, if spending some money on your windfall will let you save an additional amount in your IRA or your 401k. So for example, if you just spend your windfall on living expenses, but then you're able to max out your 401k uh, or other employer-sponsored account, um, you're essentially making up for the decrease in your take-home pay because it's good use of money because it's essentially allowing you to move money from a taxable account. So usually windfalls are taxable um, into a tax advantage account. So um, this this is a really phenomenal thing to think about is that you actually are, are spending less on taxes overall if you can spend some of that inheritance just on regular living expenses in order to have a lower take home pay by putting more away in your 401k right, or your by IRA. reducing your tax burden. Yep. Exactly. Um, Because usually you can't just take a windfall and then immediately, unless it's a company bonus, you can't usually then immediately put it in a 401k, but you can... um, Right, unless it was a part of your compensation. Yeah, unless it was part of your compensation. Well, you know, one of the last things is being able to do something with your money that makes more money for you. Um, 
you know, giving, I think, is a really important part. But I think a lot of people are inherently giving and fi- and it's really easy to imagine ways to give away your money. Yep. Um, so I'll let you I'll let you come up with those on your own, because I think that that's easy for most of our listeners. Investing in um, either a business idea or investing in yourself through professional development. Um, you know, if you've always wanted to go back to school and you've, you know, student <laughs> taking out more student loan debt has been the thing standing in your way that could end up being it. Windfalls can also be really useful for doing the kind of investments in, you know, real estate or otherwise that might be able to produce a return. Just be careful and work slowly. Don't get rushed into anything um, when you're sitting on a new pile of money. We have some listener stories of windfalls, which I thought would be really interesting. Yeah, let's hear from some of those. So the first one we got was from Vicky. I got a special retention bonus a year after my company was acquired, and I used that to pay off the majority of the remainder of my credit card debt. I felt quite relieved to be rid of that debt. And like you were saying earlier, that's essentially a 10% return. Yeah, I mean... Or or more. And if it's credit card, it's probably a 20% return. I mean, APRs on credit cards are high. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But yeah, so getting rid of that makes a lot of sense to do with the the retention bonus there. Yeah. Um, Brooke had a really interesting story. So she got a $10,000 inheritance from her grandmother. Um, And, you know, $10,000 isn't really normally quit your job money, especially in a city like Portland, right? You know, even if you're making minimum wage, 10K is less than a year's worth of wages. So it's not going to set you up for the rest of your life. But it's still a lot of money. Um, And I I really like what Brooke used it for, which she actually did use it to quit her job. Um, She'd been wanting to go freelance, leave her job and go freelance for years. Um, And this 10K let her stock up her emergency fund so that she felt like she had enough of a cushion to go freelance. Um, She also gifted $2,000 to a friend who really needed it. And she felt really good about the decision and that she was able to give that. And um, before she became freelance, she spent a month traveling with her partner in Southern Europe seeing family members she hadn't seen in years. And that cost her about $2,000, including living expenses for the month. And so she, you know, she did a good broad spread of what she was going to use that for. And and using it to increase your, your cushion and emergency fund in order to, uh, you know, I guess go, go freelance by quitting your job in that sense seems really interesting. Not a, not a quit your job to retire, but a way to sort of transition. Yeah. Yeah. And try something new in life. It just gives you that little extra cushion of security. Right. Um, And I mean, this is kind of this is using a windfall to change your life by inaction right <laughs> like she's mm-hmm. she's essentially saying i'm not doing anything with this money so that i can make the choice to change my life and such that i could do something with this money in a pinch yeah exactly <laughs> and we also have a story from aaron who called in hi uh, i'm just calling in i'm aaron and i received a windfall a couple of years ago so what were some of the things that you did with your windfall? This was from your company being acquired by a larger company, right? So you, you got a chunk of change at once. Um, so what did you end up doing with it? Um, I used the first bit to pay off my student loan because that was a sort of a lingering annoyance. Um, and that was an easy one to knock off. And then I hadn't actually had like a real job uh, before that. So I didn't really have any savings, um, especially not in any sort of retirement plan. So I used, I, I basically just, shoved as much as I possibly could into retirement up to the limits for for the year um, to catch up on what I had been missing out on over the last several years of not having a regular paycheck. And that was a, that was a, that was a chunk of it. That was good. And then um, I ended up uh, buying a rental property as the next, next thing I did with it. Oh, nice. Um, so this kind of was an investment in future income for yourself. 
Exactly. And I, I did that because uh, as opposed to buying a place for myself because I wanted it to be able to generate income from that. I think that wraps our show for today. If you have any stories of windfalls that you've gotten or just how you've imagined you might use a windfall if it came your way, I'd, I'd love to hear it. Um, yeah, we'll see you next week. Our producer is Will Romy. Our intro music is by Aaron Parecki, and I'm Lillian Kerbake, your personal finance educator and host. Thanks for listening. Until next time, remember to manage your money so it doesn't manage you. Oh My Dollar is now a weekly podcast, so you don't need to wake up at 7.30 a.m. to hear the show. Check us out on iTunes, Overcast, or wherever you get your podcasts, and leave a review. X-Ray.